Welcome to the show that never ends. Sexual Healing Podcast. Conversations will address concerns and celebrations within the misunderstood and misinformed world of sexual being. Your hosts, Dr. Bill, Mac, and Pipes, bring insight from different sexual health perspectives, covering 70 years of experience. And we are back. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Sexual Healing Podcast. I'm Dr. Bill with my great friends, Pipes and Mac. And we're here to discuss all things sexual. I've got my production crew, Shelby, Jose, our security staff, Cody and Tucker, uh, making sure that we are safe and comfortable as we broadcast truth to all of our listeners regarding uh, sexual healing. This is what I want to know today, guys. And what I want to know today is why is there this stigma with both men and women about sexual health concerns? Why are people reluctant to bring it up? Why do uh, people suffer in uh, their own skin and not talk to uh, friends, family, uh, physicians, therapists, uh, about what's bothering them with sexual health. Uh, Mac and Pipes have been very clear in previous podcasts that this is very prevalent. Uh, 40 to 50% of men and women suffer, don't have complaints, they suffer with sexual health concerns. And we want to figure it out. We want to give you some information that is obviously informative and entertaining and make everyone realize out there that it is okay to have a concern. It's not okay not to talk about it. And it's not okay if you choose to want to have it fixed, it's not okay to pursue help. So uh, talk to us, uh, Mac, I haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, this is something that uh, you actually brought up in, in our pre-production meetings on what we should be uh, talking about. So give, uh, give us your thoughts about this. Well, hello, Pipes, and hello, Dr. Bill. It's been a long time. Good to talk to you guys again. You know, um, what people, under, I think, lack understanding is that sexual health is about, a, is about your well-being. It's part of, it, it's one of the um, components in our overall health. We always talk, you know, we, have, we know how much mental health is on the, forefront of news we know uh, physical health has always been there sexual health i think it's a break breaking through but it's all about well-being it's that well-rounded being person and, and i think that some people that have there's different ways to look at sexual health and sexual being sometimes it and it's a process to heal it's a process in which you're affected by it and and some of it starts at a young age and some starts at a later age for the young age um, it could be, you know, as parents and, and we have a, if I have a son and, and younger, I would probably not hesitate to dress and undress in front of him because we're of the same gender and the same for, you know, a woman and their daughter until they get to a certain age. Right. Um, and then that child looks up at a bigger being and sees how they're developed and that could leave an impression as they get older that well, I'm not as developed as this, you know, mom or dad or whatever. And that's one aspect. It could start early for them and, and it, it triggers. 
The other part, it could start later when they're out there dating or whatever, and it's just not clicking and for whatever reasons. And so we have to be, it's about awareness, I think. And, 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 um, and, and it's about maybe people, maybe the word courage is used too often, but it's the courage to speak up and talk to it, talk to a friend, a doctor, uh, somebody, but sexual health is real. It, it definitely needs to be addressed. And, and I'm glad we're talking about it here today. You bring up a very important point, you know, and, and I was focused on, uh, adults, uh, uh, college age kids and up, or even high school kids and up and, uh, uh, suffering with their insecurities. There's a great, I think Joe Kokoy, a, a great, and I'm screwing up his name, but a, he's a great, uh, a, a Filipino comedian. What's his name, Shelby? Joe Coy. And, uh, he talks about his son who's just pre-pubertal and getting up and going nuts because he found one hair at the base of his penis and now he's a man, he's strutting his stuff, or getting upset that there's not an equal amount of hair under each armpit. So it not only hits us as adults, young adults, but it also hits us as kids who are jumping into the line or over the line of, of puberty. So that's a great example of maybe your kids seeing uh, parents undressed and seeing a different level of development. So we have to be aware of that. That's, yeah. a, that's a great call, Mac. Pipes, t give us your feelings on this. Well, to kind of piggyback, I think, on what um, Mac was saying, um, I think because I got into the you know sexual medicine field, while my children were pretty young, um, and I've always been very open about everything. I'll talk about anything, um, and sometimes things they don't want to talk about, um, for sure. But I think because we had so many conversations and it was just a part of our lives because I talked about work, people asked me about it constantly, wanted to know all kinds of information. And, you know, my children were around and we just discussed things. So I think coming from with my background, my conversations with kids and, and like my friends have always been a little bit different because there is some embarrassment or confusion and who do you talk to? You know, it, it's funny how I can tell when somebody's maybe dealing with some form of erectile dysfunction based on the questions that they're continuing, you know, continuously asking me as we're going through, you know, a, a, a conversation once they find my, out my background. So, but it's because now it's medical and it's just, you know, information because they're interested. They had no idea what I did, that kind of a thing. And so they can kind of play it. And then some people have been far more open. And I think it's because they understand that this is sexual health is a real thing. And it's confusing to people. They, they just look at it as erectile dysfunction or a woman not being able to reach orgasm. You know, it's, it's, they don't understand that there's so many little nuances to sexual health that need to be discussed. Well, and, you know, I, I yeah. think this is very interesting because we're, we're, we're all three of us are talking about the importance of 
discussing this and the nuances in the in the whole spectrum of sexual function complaints. But why is there embarrassment? Why is there reluctance? Why do people hesitate to talk to their buddies about it? Hey, this is what I you know I I, I was with whoever and you know I'm coming I, I, you're not bragging about it but really I you get off really quickly. So premature ejaculation is something that might be embarrassing for a lot of people usually is there's an unknown gee what's going on what's wrong with me and the reality is 40 percent of people that it's the most the single most reason people come to the come to the urologist get it they come very quickly they come to the urologist with complaints 40 percent of the complaints regarding sexual health involve premature ejaculation but it's very very prevalent. So why are we embarrassed about all these things? I think it's pop culture. I think that you, you I think there's a lot of pop culture has made it very taboo and they, and they have, it's very machoism. If you look at Hollywood, we talked about Hollywood earlier in our pre-production here about the influences they have. And they don't talk about when you're watching a movie or show or whatever, they don't talk about the shortcomings of sexual health. They always show this really erotic scene and how, you know, you know, whatever they're doing or standing up and having sex or whatever they're doing. And so they're really glamorizing and making it. And then we compare ourselves to what we see on television or what we see reading articles. And you know, that's what we got to get away from is comparing ourselves. We are who we are. You know, the most important thing you can do for your sexual health is get in tune with your your partner, you know, understanding what their pleasures are and, and them understanding what your pleasures are and communication. That's what sexual health is about. Not, you know, distributing yourself out there to see who's going to give you a 10 and who's going to give you a, you know, the thumbs up. It's all about having your sexual partner, understanding each other and, and bringing it together. Um, and, and you know, I, I repeat myself, but communicating and understanding, and that's how I think sexual health is. But to answer your question, Dr. Bill, I think that we fall victim and pray to whatever Hollywood wants to put out. And I don't want to go down what the path they're on today, but we talk about sexual health. They make it sound like if you can't last 20 minutes and you can't do her when she's standing up or whatever, you're nothing. And it makes, I think that's what hurts people. Well, uh, great, great idea. And you, you have always been kind of the foundation of the three of us where you bring us back to this is what mature, um, communicative, relationships with couples should be. It's all about talking about it and don't be embarrassed about it. But there are a lot of adults, mature adults that are not into a monogamous relationship, are more comfortable for a whole bunch of reasons, are not, don't have the luxury of a, a per, uh, permanent partner and may not have that communication issue. How do they find out what is normal and abnormal and find comfort in 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 their situation um so i i don't mean to throw this on you pipes about screwing around with a whole bunch of people and being out of a monogamous <laughs> relationship but what are your thoughts on that how does someone who doesn't have the luxury of max prototypical sexually active couple how how, how does someone who plays around function well i i I think Mac was really not even talking about the playing around thing. Let me address. He's talking about good relationships where people can communicate. Um, I when when I was kind of doing my 
thought process on this topic. Um, it's more uh, how difficult starting conversations are. Maybe not even with, you know, somebody who's not monogamous and has multiple partners and things like that. Chances are likely they're not going to talk about their sexual health with, you know, somebody that they're just kind of playing around with. But I'm talking more of like who they need to go and talk to, who's the specialist. And, and again, you know, I'll, I'll go to our little pre-funk before um, taping when we were talking about the article on, you know, the clitoris and, and the lack of education across the board with physicians in general. And there are, you know, a few specialists that are out there across the country, very few and far between that have the knowledge and the comfort level to be talking to women about issues that they may have um, as far as dryness and pain and, you know, the clitoris and, and issues with that or, you know, cancer patients and, and things like that and how things are going to be different after the fact. Sometimes these are, you know, embarrassing conversations for people to have or, or just difficult. And secondly, they, they don't even know who to have this conversation with. Um, and so I think there's like some concern for people to start these conversations and what if they're not getting the answers that they think they want or the outcome that they don't realize where they're at in their sexual health, you know, journey, um, and, and concerns about things like that. So uh, I, I, I think you've got the communication and then you've, you've just got the unknown and that's the, the big it's an appeal. The unknown's an appeal too, you know. And I think a lot of ones who have multiple partners are seeking pleasure, not looking for intimacy or, uh, you know, sensuality. They're looking for pleasure, and that's where the confusion I think really is. What sexual health is? Some people see it as pleasure, getting off, or whatever. And some think well, I want intimacy. I want to be feel sexual. I want to feel attractive, or male or female. And some could be could be seeking different definitions of sexual health. And I think our goal here is to, to define what really sexual health is. I don't know if we can have one definition because of all kinds of people, but. Well, yeah. I think what we are, our current culture is underscoring is that we should really, regardless of side of the, uh, uh, the uh, politics you're on, there it's okay to have an inclusive spectrum of what uh, sexual health is, and it's defined based on socioeconomic status, partner status, comfort level, health status. So sexual health for many people, you mentioned cancer patients or patients with uh, disability, may be self-stimulation or unpartnered sex. Uh, it may be people who are in incarcerated or in the military that may not have access to a partner. Uh, and where self-stimulation, masturbation is hugely common. And, and no one is going to say that that's not part of sexual health and right. that it's that, and we're all going to agree that's a healthy aspect of that. So it, it depends on age and health and demographics, a whole bunch of things um, where we can uh, talk about sexual health. These are the same things I don't know, 10 years ago for 10, 15 years when the three of us were working the lecture circuit and you guys were uh, promoting uh, subspecialists 
who had a specific interest in sexual health and even a smaller group of specialists who went out and developed a, a department of sexual health like we had on the west coast and we fed the western united states and discussed educated uh uh, assisted people in developing their own programs that we did for years. And that's one that's, that's a big basis for our relationship and our friendship, um, that we understood, we understood that there were a lot of patients out there that one didn't believe that doctors in general were educated enough to deal with their own particular problem. That's very sad. And the second thing that was even more of a slap in the face, that there were a lot of people out there suffering, and I think we can use that term comfortably, mm -hmm. suffering with concerns that they didn't have a trust in their particular physician and that they would even give a damn, that they would even care. And that is absolutely crazy. So um, we illustrated that the, some of the hesitation, some of the lack of of energy in being proactive and seeking someone out there are a lot of people who believe that their problem is not going to be heard and if they're heard they're, it's not going to be handled appropriately and it's another thing as, as many of you guys know and and i don't want to make a big deal about this but in the very near future uh you're going to hear about my uh award in milan italy i didn't mean, mean uh, you guys know about it. i don't want to make a big deal about it but um, i was sent to italy a few weeks ago to uh, receive the up and coming superstar of the year in social media i think i think that's the title it was a well it's going to be a trophy they i was told anyway and I had a, I it was a designer suit award or something. Well, that too. Sure. But I was with their awards. There were other people doing social media, podcasts, TikToks, and things like that. And there were two women that I didn't meet personally, but I saw on some of their social media bantering. And, and I'm being as, um, um, as polite. polite as I can be about guys that they're sleeping with who wake up in the morning with erections. Why the hell are they doing that? Why the hell does this guy have a morning erection? Is he sleep? Is he thinking about me fucking me at night, or is he you know, having a wet dream, or is he uh, in a certain uh, a certain level of REM sleep, or whatever they want to talk about? I don't have that. I don't have the equivalent. I don't wake up wet every morning. And what the hell is this guy doing? And they were really belittling the concept of someone who has morning wood or a morning erection. The reality is there are basic physiologic reasons for that and a, and a great metric for people who should have good morning erections, it's their hormone levels. So it's not that this guy is screwed up. This not It's not that this guy's obsessed with his partner or a pervert or anything negative. And for guys who have normal functioning morning erections because of thing. their age it's a good thing and it's also gives us a metric for success when we offer people hormonal supplement when they are depleted and so that's a good way of knowing if we're having a good job so that doing a good job that's no different than checking our sugars if we're diabetic and say oh the medicine's working so for and i understand that there's an entertainment value for the ignorant. There's an entertainment value in throwing this stuff out, but the, and, and that's a positive thing so they can get awards like I'm getting. 
But the negative, why are you laughing? I did, well, I, it wasn't really an award. They said, I'm, it's in the mail. My award's in the mail. But <laughs> with the, a check. Uh, with a check. So, the, but the reality is, in an effort to entertain, and I'm, and I'm not someone who would shut their door down on being a comic or entertainment, but there is some negative outcomes. And it puts off people who are, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm having these wet dreams or I'm having morning erections. Am I sick? The answer is no, you're normal. And so it's okay to laugh, but be educated and realize that there are other people out there that have, that may be offended by this. Um, and so that's an issue. And though I, we, and, and we've done things about cancel, cancel culture, and I've done some things on um, other social media aspects about comics uh, being uh, thrown out of uh, uh, universities or uh, comics being uh, shut down in comedy clubs because of their political bent. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about sensitivity and realizing that if you're educated, then you won't be bothered by it. But for the uneducated, unfortunately, we are an ignorant society about a lot of things, and we're certainly ignorant about sexual health. And and social to change. and and social media is 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 a is a big aspect of that. What uh, well, you thoughts? Know, Bill, we, we we said we we said that you know talk to somebody or whatever. A lot of people don't know where to go and what to talk to. I know our assistant Shelby's going to give out some email addresses to get in touch with us. But you know we're here for you. That's why we're here. We're here for our audience. If you have questions, email us, please. We want to answer your questions. We want to send you in the right direction. Our goal is here to make people make sure people are educated and they do be, are very happy with their sexual health. So um, you may not know who to talk to, where to turn, but reach out to us and we can help guide and we can even, you know, have a little conversation. Uh, Pipes, last word. What is your message? Uh, my message is just ask the right question. No questions is stupid question. Well, some questions are bad. Um, but when you're talking to your physician, you'll find out very quickly if that's the person for you, if they're willing to listen to any concerns that you have about sexual health. And if they aren't, then it's, then it's time to find somebody else. And again, that's, that's why we're here is to hopefully lead people in the right direction. Great. Remember, the more super questions you answer, the smarter you become. I think one of my many therapists talked to me about that. Yes, I absolutely agree. Um, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you uh, next week. Pipes, Mac, Sexual Healing Podcast. We'll see you later. Thank you, guys. Thank you all. Thank you all. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Thank you for joining the show that never ends. We will pause with our part. However, you can reach us at sexualhealingpodcast.org. We are here to make your sexual health be everything you want it to be. We'll visit with you next week for another episode of Sexual Healing Podcast. Stay sexy out there. <laughs>